This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Listen, I don't know all the the ins and outs and behind the scenes and what it takes to get charters, but here's what I do know. You have some of the best female athletes, not just basketball players, some of the best female athletes in this league, you have to find a way to not only protect them physically from harm, Mm -hmm. but protect them mentally. This is Queens of the Court. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with the WNBA. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. And I got my gavel today. (laughs) (laughs) So So (laughs) is in session. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I feel whole again, got my gavel back. And whoo, (laughs) these weeks in between these episodes, a lot of things are happening. A lot of great games went down over this past week, but I think we got to start with the biggest news story that is headlining about the league, and that is from the incident that happened with Brittany Griner and the Phoenix Mercury. So just quick, quick background. On Saturday morning, while traveling through the Dallas airport, Brittany Griner and her Mercury teammates were confronted and harassed by a right-wing YouTuber, Alex Stein. Now, The safety has been a major topic, really, Cheryl, since the beginning of the season. Once we heard BG was going to come back, we talked Mm -hmm. about it. Everybody was talking about it. It was like, yay, we're great to have her on the court. But there's a whole other part of it of this harassment or safety things. But the topics around charter flights and versus commercial flights, it has me so confused. It seems like there's been mixed signals. We were we were even talking before starting to record the podcast, and I was still confused <laughs> trying to I realize. I was so lost thinking I didn't even realize I was thinking something completely different. And what I mean by that is I thought from when Kathy Engelbert said back in April, she said that there was detailed outlines of a security plan a travel plan they want to keep it confidential for safety reasons which every I don't think anyone pushed back on Mm -hmm. but I was under the impression that BG and the Phoenix Mercury were going to have charter flights for every game and talking to you you had the understanding that it was just going to be BG and the Phoenix Mercury were still going to fly commercial right yes that is correct Okay. That was my understanding. I'm not saying that that's correct, but that's my, and I I think that's the point of there, there have been mixed signals of 
are was the team a part of the security plan? Was it just BG? But I think regardless, what happened on Saturday was an incident that showed that there's a hole in the plan. Mm, yeah, I, I have so many thoughts and 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 concerns and just so much stuff going through my head. So when I heard about it, my first thought was, first of all, <laughs> who is this dude? Uh, yeah, I that part because no idea. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And and the audacity and the all of that stuff. But not not only BG, players in general, overall, every team, we should never, ever, ever have to deal with that type of ignorance when mm-hmm. we travel. It's our job, right? Traveling is part of the job. We have to do it. So I, I understand the safety and, and concern for BG with everything that she just went through. Mm-hmm. rightfully so we have to find a way to protect her and make sure she's secure and also make sure she's in a good place mentally not just physically where people can have access to her yeah but that should be the case for every single player and for every single team and jordan we were talking before we started recording players being harassed in the airport when when we travel isn't new <laughs> Like Mm. that type of stuff has been going on since the league started. I think the, 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 what makes this situation so prevalent and so out there is because of when it happened, how it happened, who it happened to. Right. So everybody's like, oh my gosh, like how, how is it that Brittany Griner is flying commercial? She's going through the airport. She's being harassed and the league's not doing anything about it. Well, I can think of a few incidents back when we were playing where Mm -hmm. players were being harassed and it was just a, Oh, well it happens. We're flying commercial. We got to go through the airport. People recognize us. Don't get me wrong. Some of it is just fans who love you. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe that's Cheryl soups. I can't believe that's Tina Thompson. Can I get a photo? That type of stuff is expected and it's cool, but it's the other stuff that people don't hear about. People don't see, um, that we don't talk about that's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's it, it never has been, it never will be. So it is way overdue that we start talking about putting these players on charters. Mm-hmm. And that I, that's where the conversation immediately went. I think that's where it should go in the sense of this was happening because they were going through a commercial airport going through the same airport that I go through pre-check like that doesn't make sense these are professional athletes and we have this conversation over and over again one comment that I think stood out to me and I'm I'm really curious of what your gut reaction is on this because the idea that you know anything this harassment part isn't new and we see what women's athletes and specifically WNBA players endure not even in person just online online daily Mm -hmm. harassment of their sport them being professionals them as people you know when Brianna Turner tweeted about this she was like yeah this isn't anything new I'm really outspoken on everything so all these people in my DMs this is a a normal thing and I really felt for her on that 
And so there was a comment of saying, well, when charter flights do become a thing, does the harassment automatically equal and stop? <laughs> I don't think so, but um, I think it's going to help no. the situation of on your way to your job, right? Like that's where it shouldn't happen. Yeah, Jordan, there, there's so many things that can happen on your way to your job if mm -hmm. and when you're flying commercial, right? It, a lot of things. So, but here's my thing. If Brianna Turner doesn't tweet that, I don't even know if we're having this conversation today. That's a good point. I don't know. But but I will say this to Brianna Turner. It, it's not the first time she's tweeted something like this or something that's affecting the WNBA players. So yeah, she's absolutely right. She's going to speak out when things aren't right. And so I'm going to say to her, thank you and continue to do what you're doing. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. you have to. Mm -hmm. um, we, we have to endure so much stuff as female athletes, as women. Yeah. But yeah. as female athletes, we endure so much that we have to find a way to limit the crap because I want to say another word but I want to limit the crap that <laughs> mm -hmm. that we deal with and listen I don't know all the the ins and outs and behind the scenes and what it takes to get charters but here's what I do know you have some of the best female athletes not just basketball players some of the best female athletes in this league you have to find a way to not only protect them physically from harm, mm -hmm. but protect them mentally. Do you know how stressful it is as, let's just talk about basketball, how yeah. stressful it is as a WNBA player. Two, I'm going to go back to my days when I played, right? We have a game in Houston. We finish, we finish at nine o'clock, right? By the time you do media, you get home, pack your bag, go to bed, you're up early. Like you're already in a space where you're just mentally drained and tired. Then you got to get up early because you got to fly commercial to the next city because you probably have a back to, you have a back to back, right? Mm -hmm. So the thought of now I've got to go through this airport and deal with who knows what, because when you're on a commercial flight, because Clearly, this dude, I don't even want to say his name, knew that the, the Phoenix Mercury was flying into Dallas and he knew exactly where to be, when to be there. A great point. Yeah. Right. So you have access to these players that you should never have ever. And so we dealt with this type of stuff when we played. But I think for us, it was it. First of all, we were just happy that we had a league to play in. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So there was just stuff mm -hmm. we would we would just deal with. We were like, okay, it's new. We've never done it. Hmm. We'll deal with it as it comes. But 20, help me with my math. This is 23, 97, 26 years later, we have to be better. Yeah. And we deserve better. These players deserve better. Because incidents like this, it's not the first time and it absolutely will not be the last time if we don't change it. If we don't we change gotta it. We got to fix it. Mm. Got to fix it.
that really hit. We were just happy to have a league to play in. And I, I feel like we are, we're beyond that. Now these are, <laughs> these are pro players and they deserve to have a great league to play in. And, um, yeah, that was, that was really good. I, I know there has been, there's been so many statements by the league, the Mercury, the WNBPA about this situation. And a lot of it stems from, we got to put the players first. We got to put their safety first. Flying charter is a step towards that direction. And um, can I add one thing? I'm yeah. sorry. No, go ahead. Because I don't, I don't know this. If, if you can't fly charter and you're flying commercial, why isn't there some type of security? And I, and I'm not talking about coaches. I'm not talking about trainers. I'm talking about, legit security that's going to fly not only with the mercury but legit security that's going to fly with teams more than one right because you it's you have players that are going to different places in the airport other teams were coming out on twitter you know i i think i saw a tweet about the liberty having security and they're like not every team has this and there's just nobody knows what the rules are, what's going on. I think that's a part that, you know, one of the biggest takeaways is that we need some more streamlined clarity of a plan or mm -hmm. what the next step is, because it's not like the season's going to stop. The Mercury are going to have another road game, just like every other team. This has blown into a huge headline. Is that giving more people ideas of like, oh, let me look up their schedule. Let me see what airport they're going to be at. Like, you don't know. And so that is something that hopefully we take away from this. And this is going to be a constant conversation. We're talking about it today, but I'm sure we're going to pick it up again next week as no more doubt. things develop. It's going to be a constant conversation. So that's kind of my lingering question. I'm yeah. sorry, because this is this is something we could talk about the entire episode. Because here's here's my question. What are the consequences for the dude that harassed her? I, I don't even know. Like, what can you do? But he has every right to be at the airport. Like, mm -hmm. No, I, I'm just saying he yeah. was absolutely wrong for what he did, how he did it. But what are the consequences? In the Wall Street Journal article that I, I read by Rachel Backman, she said that the Dallas, you know, airport police or security was called over but they realized there wasn't a crime being committed so there was nothing to arrest him for to to exactly what you're right. saying it was right. it just he didn't physically like harm her he didn't put his hands on her he's he's harassing her yelling at her saying craziness but Crazy. but still so my point to that is and you know how there are so many copycats out there and people see things all the time the next time who's to say it won't be physical who you know what I mean? Like it it has to stop and we it has to stop now. Boom. Gotta fix That's, it. That yeah. We're gonna take a quick break because I think we need one to take some deep breaths. Um but when we come My back head hurts. Me too. <laughs> we come back, we're gonna talk about some other happenings from the weekend. Welcome back to Queens of the Court. And we have to talk about two queens that retired their jerseys on 
the same day, which we will talk about. But on Sunday, Sue Bird and Sylvia Files both retired at the end of last season and had their jerseys retired by the Seattle Storm and the Minnesota Lynx. Sue Bird, number one pick, 2002 WNBA draft, played 19 seasons, 19 in the league, all with the Seattle Storm. Sylvia Fowles was the number two That's pick. Impressive. That's impressive, Sorry. right? That's impressive. Yeah. So impressive. Sorry. I want to I want to talk to you about that because I know that you were were in Seattle. But Sylvia Fowles, the number two pick in 2008, played 15 WNBA seasons. Still impressive. Seven were with the Chicago Sky and eight were with the Minnesota Lynx. So, Cheryl, I know that you played with Sue on multiple uh, occasions. 2004 Olympics, World Cup, you played on the storm with her in 2008, but you were there in Seattle when the ceremony was happening and it looked like an incredible crowd. She killed it with the green suit, I might add. Oh, oh my gosh. Can we just talk about the suit and let's I mean... not talk about anything else? <laughs> <laughs> It was Girl. perfect. It was perfect. I'm also just a side note. I'm loving this curly Sue era. Me She's too. letting the curls too. flourish. Mm-hmm. Which I'm loving the curly Sue versus the straight Sue or yes. the bun Sue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. She's in yeah. a whole different yeah. era. And you could just see yeah. it. And, and she's I, happy. I just, she's happy. She looks so happy. She's like, yeah, Seattle Storm definitely need me to suit up right now, but I'm so happy that I'm not. <laughs> um, so what was it like to be kind of in Climate Pledge Arena? And it felt like like this was the house that Sue built. Like they don't no have doubt. that brand new arena without all the success that she had, along with all the incredible teammates that she's had along the way. Yeah. But Sue Bird was really that anchor player in that. So what what was that atmosphere like? First of all, Climate Pledge is beautiful. Beautiful. I've heard. Like it doesn't even look like Key Arena. It, it it's it's gorge. Okay. And that was my first time being in there. So just amazing. Um all right, so a couple of things. First of all, let me be in my feelings for a second. Please. Okay. Having been at the ceremony, the celebration in Seattle yesterday, it just made me think about Houston no longer having a team. Mm-hmm. I wanted because, to ask you about it. Your jersey would be in those yeah. rafters. Well, I'm like myself and Coop and Tina, like yeah. there's nowhere for us to have that type of celebration. And Listen, I, I played in Seattle for a year, but I've even when I played for the Comets, there was always something special about Seattle. The fans are incredible. And so I always feel the love when I go for whatever reason. And watching that ceremony, even before, in my mind, I was like, damn, I'm I'm never going to get to enjoy this mm. moment. So mm. I was I was so in my feelings. Like I think I shed a tear or two, right? So, okay, fast forward. I'll get I'll get out of my feelings. Um, <laughs> first of all, there was this beautiful brunch before Ooh. the game. Yeah, the uh, amazing brunch. Crab legs, chicken and waffles. Listen, the storm went Dang. all out. 
so I'm just putting that out there because I want to say to the storm, kudos, shout out. Mm-hmm. You did the damn thing. Y'all did it right. Um, and then not to mention so many former players that were there to celebrate. And most of them were her UConn teammates, but mm-hmm. I believe some of her high school teammates showed up. Wow. Lauren Jackson showed up from Australia, which was a big surprise because Sue wasn't expecting it. Um, and for me, just to be in that room with players that I played with, I played against, and to see everybody come together to celebrate Sue, rightfully so, but also just for us to have a moment like a sisterhood of reminiscing and, you know, just talking about what we've done and been through. Um, God, it was, it was just so special. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was happy that I got to be a part of it. And to your point, that damn green suit, I was <laughs> like, so <laughs> you are killing them with this green suit, girl. Beautiful. <laughs> just a beautiful moment. Right. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Cause I, I have, I have something else I want to add, but we yeah. haven't got here. So here's the part that frustrated me. Okay. Get to it. I, I don't need a two, transition. Just go to two, it. Two, two Queens, two Queens, not mm-hmm. just one, two Queens, mm-hmm. Sue Bird and Sylvia Fowles, both deserving their flowers, both deserving the Jersey retirement, both deserving the attention. But in my opinion, only one received that attention. And that was Sue Bird. And and no disrespect, not taken away from her. She deserves it. But just like the ceremony, I believe, was on ESPN3 for Sue. And it looks like Minnesota packed the house. All of her teammates came back. You know, Maya Moore was there. Rebecca Brunson was already on the coaching staff, but she was there, had a whole speech. It looks like Minnesota did it well, but... Why was it on the same day? This was our issue last year when they were both doing their retirement tours. It didn't feel even. And so now, and and this isn't to the league. This isn't against the league. No. It it, It seemed like it was the two individual franchises saying, okay, June 11th is the day we're gonna do this. Didn't talk to each other. And now it's, the same old song from last year where Sylvia Fowles is an incredible, incredible player and deserved her time in the spotlight. I hope she, I hope it felt that way in the arena because we weren't in Minnesota. So I hope yeah, she felt like she got all her flowers in Minnesota. They had a great game. They won that game uh, over the Sparks. So I hope it felt right there. I just don't feel like as a fan as I'm scrolling through my feed, I saw yeah. what really happened versus Sue Bird. Yeah. So we couldn't, we couldn't enjoy Seal's ceremony like we could Sue's. Yeah. And, and, and even if I wasn't there because I actually left early, but it was everywhere. <laughs> like Sue's yeah. celebration, retirement, it was everywhere. And and I think I only brought ESPN3 up because I think I heard someone say, tune into ESPN3 for the celebration of Sue's Jersey retirement. Like we got to mm-hmm. we got to be better than that. We have mm-hmm. to do better than that. Cuz we're talking about two queens who have given a lot to this game, have done all everything. Seal was an absolute animal beast. 
everything, just like Sue. So I'm like, let let us celebrate Seal just like we're celebrating Sue. Yeah. That was probably the only the only knock, but I'm I'm happy that both of them got that um honor. And yeah, um Seattle, real quick. They almost won that game over the Mystics. I was going to say, and they made it a good game, right? <laughs> I mean, that score was 42 to 16 at one point, Mystics. And I was like, ooh, this is a rough game to honor. I think it kind of yeah. honored Sue Bird in more ways than one because it's like, look what the team is without you and Brianna Stewart. But uh, then they came back and they almost mm-hmm. won that game. So that was... That was interesting. I I will say that. But um, and the Lynx won that game over the Sparks, also with the comeback late in the game. So at, at least the games were entertaining right. on these um, momentous nights. But thank, thank goodness, thank goodness, we got one more segment. Uh, when we come back, it's gonna be tweet of the week. Deep sigh. I'm like, you took a deep breath. You Welcome deep back. Breath. <laughs> because, you know, the tweet of the week so far, they've made us laugh. They yeah. brought us joy. They've um, brought smiles to our face. But this tweet of the week is not one of those tweets, um, which everybody probably saw, but it has since been deleted. Just Women's Sports did a tweet that said down one with the game on the line, who is taking the last shot? And in the options <laughs> included Sabrina Inescu, Kelsey Plum, Brianna Stewart, and Diana Taurasi. That's all I'm going to say, Cheryl. <laughs> the, yeah. Can you see my face? For those of you who can't see my face. Yeah, they can't see it. I think they can hear it. They can hear your face through the airwaves. <laughs> Do better. That's all I'm going to say. Do better. Be better. Really? You want me to go? Go. Let it uh, out. We, um, this is a feelings uh, inclusive podcast. We're all about feelings here. I think the first thing I want to do is ask a question. Mm-hmm. Like... Are are we really still doing this? It's my That's first a really, question. Really great question. Um, because it's not the first time just women's sports has has tweeted something. That's just ignorant. Sorry, I'm gonna say that. It's ignorant. Let me go back and say this. I have nothing but respect for every single player in the W because mm-hmm. I know how hard it is to make a team, to make it in the league. And I, and I, I've been there. So yeah. I have nothing but respect for every player in the league. That being said, this little tweet that they tweeted was disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And so I even responded and said in a league that's give or take 90% women of color. You couldn't find one single black player to put in your graphic. 
So let's just go with Kelsey Plum. I'm a Kelsey Plum fan. I like Kelsey. But if, if I have Kelsey Plum on a team with Chelsea Gray <laughs> and even Asia Wilson, Kelsey's probably not the person I want taking that shot. I'm I, Kel, I'm riding with, with Chelsea Gray all day long. Mm. And then you have the current MVP. Yeah. You're not even giving her a shot to win or lose the game. Don't, don't. Yeah. That's the, the disrespect comes in. Come on now. And it's like, I, I am piggybacking on everything you said because these are all great players, all capable players. But my issue with this is, and what a lot of people on Twitter have the issue with is that your social team is saying and purposely putting these four players in a graphic, what it seemed like, because this is what is going to get the most retweets, interactions, um, likes, and it's a marketing bias, you know? I think that's what just kind of crushed me is that you're not saying these are the best players. You're not even looking at the top 10 scores where Jewel Lloyd, who's also going to be one of those options for me, um, is leading the league right now in, in scoring, and you don't even have that as an option. And so, right, Jordan, the, yes, the <laughs> it has since been deleted because I'm hoping they realize, okay, this wasn't a great idea. But it's also like I, I know how social media works. You create these these um, images, these prompts to get the most interactions, and they purposely mm-hmm. said these four players is what's going to do it. These four white players are what's going to do it. And that's not right because it's not a representation of what the WNBA looks like or the best players that would even be put in that situation. We've seen the research. We've seen this conversation come up over and over again about the media bias. How many times is Sabrina Inescu, Brianna Stewart, always in the conversation Asia Wilson wins a championship, two-time MVPs, and we're just happy that she was in the commercial for the league. Like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I don't even know. I hate to bring this up because I don't have it, but Kelsey Plum even tweeted something herself last year. Do you remember that? Kelsey tweeted something about, um, basically, because I'm white, I get treated a different way when it comes to the media. Then, mm-hmm. then my my black teammates. I, I don't know the tweet, so y'all don't hold me to that. But basically, saying that here here's what I'm also saying. To your point, if you look at the top ten scores, I think I, I I know Stewie's in there, and I don't know exactly where, but I I I thought EDD was in there. Yeah, she's ten. But you I, don't I have don't EDD believe... in this graphic, right? <laughs> but. No Jewel Lloyd, who I'm rocking with. No Arike. Mm-hmm. Let's let. I let's, mean, let's go on. all the way back to college with her. When you talk <laughs> about clutch, right? No Arike. No um. No Jewel. No Chelsea Gray. And right now, I would even rock with Satu. Satu is number four I'm just, I'm on like, the scoring list right, right now. <laughs> so yeah. just help, like. It, it does not make any sense whatsoever. Whatsoever. Yeah. So let, let me go back and say this. Kelsey didn't tweet that. It was a quote in an ESPN story. Okay, I got you. But but my point being, 
even Kelsey realized that though. Oh, for or sure. understood that. I, I just so I'm not sure why the tweet was deleted personally. I think it was because people came at them in a way that mm-hmm. they didn't expect it to happen. Oh yeah. And and if you're going to claim to be this, you know, diverse publication or all about women, just women's sports, then it needs to be all women. <laughs> Black, white, brown, green, orange, yellow, I don't care what color, but it has to be all women. And so, again, we're here having this conversation, talking about the same thing that we've been talking about. And it's it's us. It's it's women doing it to Mm -hmm. women like Mm -hmm. we have to be better than this. We have to be. It it was it. I think it was such a bummer to me, like I've already stated, but just we have the tools, the knowledge and the like we've been pushing for this, that it is not the same four players. It's not only a four player league, you know, and this goes into the conversation rolling off of the Sue Bird conversation, who isn't all of these players are incredible. And I don't want to take away from that, but it, it has to be bigger and we have to, start giving flowers and attention and media attention and graphics and tweets and commercials. And when we mention the WNBA, it needs to also include the incredible black players that make up this league. Cause there's a lot of them. Yeah. Done. We don't have to say nothing else. All right. Well, um, I want to end on a more positive note if we can, but uh, there's some good games coming up this week. Uh, real quick, the little series between the Aces and Connecticut this past week was mm-hmm. so amazing. Mm-hmm. Next episode, hold us to it. We are going to talk about Miss Dewana Bonner. Oh, no doubt. How incredible she has been. But Connecticut's on a roll. Um, Mystics go against the Fever. That's on Tuesday. There's another um, Aces Storm on Thursday. There's there's so many great games. They're coming up. We'll recap all of them next time around. Parting thoughts, Cheryl? Well, I was trying to see which game I was excited about. But to your point, I'm really loving that Aces Aces Suns um, little battle. That's a that that could be one that that we could see in the yeah. finals again which we did not think Connecticut could possibly be there again but really? they they well, going to be I don't know I don't, I don't know they, they gonna, I hope the Mystics kind of figure it out though they've they've a little dropped in the in the standings but um this is an interesting time we're talking about all-star already we've kind of gotten over the first wave of games so i think teams are really going to start uh, moving towards the top, moving towards the bottom, like in these next couple of weeks. Would you agree? I, I would agree. There's one team that I will put in that mix. Um, and this is only with the addition of like Dallas picking up Kalani when uh, uh, Tierra left, I, I thought mm-hmm. was a good ad for them. But mm-hmm. Odyssey Sims, come on, sis. Listen. Mini flower segment. Odyssey Sims Sorry, has I know, I know, I know. They, yeah. it's she's like a huge yeah. piece to I, that I, team. I don't know why 
why someone didn't pick her up sooner, but kudos to Dallas. Like she's at home. Odyssey yeah. Sims is a hell of a point guard. Mm -hmm. She can score. She can dish it. She competes like she's a winner. And I'm so excited to see how she really makes this Dallas Wings team better. Cause mm -hmm. I definitely think she will do that for sure. Favorite thing about Odyssey Sims. I personally don't think she sweats training camps cause she gets picked up. <laughs> and the first, she's like always the first person to get picked up when a team needs it. And she always stays ready. Like we, how many times have we said it? You don't gotta get ready. If you stay if ready, you stay ready. She does stay ready. My question would be for her. And I'm saying this because I've asked her this before. Mm. What is it? Because sometimes you got to stop and look at yourself, right? And say, mm. what is it about me that makes teams not want to sign me early? That's a fair question. It's not her talent. I will tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> what did good. she say when, when you asked her that? I, I'm not sure mm. is what she says. I'm not sure. Um, you know, I've heard, I've heard different things, but it's not my place to say that because I have been a proponent of Odyssey working yeah. with her, watching her in AU, like crazy talent. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I love her game. I love her. I'm so happy for her and hopefully she will, find a home if not with dallas just in the w because she's too yeah. good not to be in the league yes. way too good not to be in the league i agree so. all right dallas is sitting at number five in the in the standings just a quick update on the standings before we go aces number one eight and one connecticut liberty mystics dallas that's top five right now wow which is <laughs> I just have the biggest smile on my face. I just love this league so much. So, all right, we gotta we gotta wrap up. I know we could talk, go, keep going. We gotta wrap up now. We can, we'll save some good stuff for the next episode for all we'll of you. We'll save it. We will save it. But make sure that you follow, rate, review the show. We've already been getting some listening mail in. Thank you, thank, thank you. you. We've gotten a lot of great reviews and they make such a huge difference in helping new fans find us. So thank you. But uh, again, let us know if there's anything else you want us to discuss. Let us know on social media. You could find me. I am at airsoups 22 And Jordan is at Hey Jordan R. <laughs> I don't know why I say it like that. I don't I never want to say get it old. Like that. You can only say it like that. <laughs> I want to say, hey, girl. And hey, Jordan R. <laughs> and like we mentioned before, you can also send us questions or feedback at queensofthecourt at odyssey.com. Queens of the Court is an Odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. The show is produced by Alex Ozzy. The executive producer is Lena Moss Glazer. Social media assistance from Isabella Apple and imaging from T Storm Battle. Court and court is adjourned. Is adjourned.